I think like more than the race distance, I'm uh, attracted and inspired by the competition aspect. So I always try to go where the level and the depth of the competition is the highest. And, um, you know, I'm not afraid to to face and try new things and to confront with the, the best of the game. So I think that's something that I will always pursue and uh, and and do regardless I run short distance or long longer distances Welcome or welcome back to the Burton podcast running long I'm your host, Francesco Puppi, and I'm a professional athlete for Nike and also a Burton coach. Today's guests are Max and Moy from Bird. That's right, the founder and co-founder of Bird Run. I finally had a chance to sit down and talk with them about my 2023 season, including my first experience in a long ultra at Templier, an 80 kilometer with 3,500 meters of elevation gain in France, where I placed second behind Jonathan Alban. We're going to dive deep into how the race went, how I felt, what was my nutrition strategy, how I made a decision to do this race this year, and what the training leading up to it was like. That, of course, within the context of my 2023 season, which was not short of several ups and downs, but that I'm incredibly happy and grateful for. For those of you who are new here, Bertrand is the number one training app for trail and ultramarathon runners of all levels. Our mission is to make trail running accessible to everybody everywhere through affordable coaching. That's why our coaching plans cost $25 a month. With your Bertram subscription, you will get a personal coach who checks in with you each week to answer your questions, adjust your training plan, and keep you accountable and inspired. For those of you who want to give training with Bertram a try, you can take 30% off your first month of training with the code RUNNINGLONG30 as a podcast listener. So here we go. Without further ado, please welcome Max and Moy from Run. Francesco Pupi, the one and only. The second place of um, listing players. What a year! Ciao, yeah. Fran. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Thanks for having us again. Uh, it's been a while, I guess, since uh, we have jumped in a call for this one. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's just good to catch up. I mean, uh, we don't get to do this too often um, since everyone is always so busy on his own things and and coaching and taking care of the app uh, or projects and everything so it's first of all it's it's good to see you and then yeah we'll work up my race and my season and everything that happened recently that's that's right how are you doing how are you feeling today after the big <laughs> after the big dance which i think is probably the last dance of the year right it is yeah it's what is it? It's Thursday, Thursday, the 26th of October. So four days after the race. And uh, to be honest, I'm extremely tired. And uh, I think I fell asleep for two hours on the couch this afternoon um, instead of working. <laughs> so I don't know. Nice. Like I, I, I said, okay, I'm, I'm just going to sit here for, you know, 10 minutes, whatever, and take a break. And then I wake up two hours later. So it's fine. 
<laughs> so That's yeah, awesome. I think uh, yeah, as I was mentioning, it's like um, like being tired from the race, of course, but also the lack of sleep and um, just how intense the whole experience was. Uh, not taking account the the drive to get there and then the ten hour drive to to come back home where I am right now. So I think everything is coming back to me and uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's okay to be tired. I'm enjoying my off season and I'll take it easy for two or three weeks. So it's, it's fine. And, and when you say I'm going to take it easy, what do you mean by that? Yeah. Right now, like it's all about resting and yeah. Catching up with sleep and, just doing whatever whatever feels right and uh not running for at least a week or even more depending on how i feel and then just yeah taking it easy um not doing anything intense anything long anything structured in terms of workouts or training but you know if i feel like going for a hike or going for a bike ride I'm not forcing myself to to stay home. Um, just you know, listening to my body, but um, spending time outside and enjoying something that I can't really do on a when I'm on a training block. It's I think it's fine. So yeah. it's both for the body and uh, the mind. And uh, I I always see that this twenty day off season really works very well for me. So um maybe maybe it's a little different from other years that i was like totally looking forward to having this off season and taking a break because i was like over with my training and so tired this year yeah i'm really tired for the race and like everything that like yeah just the overall season but it's not like too much like it feels it feels like okay it feels like a good point to go and do my off season, but I'm not like over it. And I, I how think, the, sorry. Uh, sorry to cut the other. Uh, no, I'm just like comparing it to last year when you were like prepping for Thailand, right? This yeah. time of the year. So I guess you're also kind of finishing a little bit earlier in compared yeah. to previous years. So maybe that also helps, you know, feeling like, you're in a right spot, in a good spot for like kind of close the season, but not like feeling like extremely tired and over it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think, uh, you know, it was my, my, I was looking at my race calendar and I basically did 10, 10 races this year. And to me, that's not a lot, uh, considering that, you know, I, I do what are considered short races. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I used to race way more and racing is stressful, of course. So I think with this choice to like focus more on training, um, race a little less, of course, some of the races were longer than I was used to. Um, but this choice eventually was, was the right one. I, I wasn't, I was never stressed about racing or like tired of racing and, uh, we also, with my coach, we we made this choice to close the season with a a long trail race experience, my first proper ultra, and um, yeah, it went well. I'm happy for the experience, and uh, 
it's definitely a good way to close the season because I would have needed a lot of recovery anyway. So, and just to go back to this this time of like when you take it easy, yeah, and. What happened when Francesco wake up one day and you're like, okay, like I really need to go for a run. Like my brain, my mind really needs to go for a run, to breathe fresh air, to feel the endorphins after moving, you know, and exercising. But you feel like trash and your legs are very tired. What do you do? Um. Yeah, so I think there is a sort of connection between my body and like my legs and my mind and my, my heart, whatever my desire to go running. So to be honest, I don't think it, it's very likely that happens. So when I'm tired, very tired, I kind of don't want to run. And as soon as I get better, I feel better. Uh, I start thinking about running and wanting to go out and breathing fresh air and spending time on trails. So I guess that's good. And, um, I mean, if that, if that happens, I'm not like forcing myself to, to necessarily stay home, but I know that I can do something easy and little and just go for a short loop and, uh, have fun. So I think it's fine. Like it doesn't have to be all or nothing, you know? Um, it's all about like listening to your body and doing what feels fine as long as it's not too much. Yeah. 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 I agree. Yeah. Like it's not all of nothing. Like you can give yourself permission to go for a shuffle if like you yeah. just feel like definitely you need it, you know? And even if your legs are going to be like, because I find myself in that situation a lot after races, like maybe like a few days after the race, I kind of want to go for a little run but I'm like, oh, but I should stay. But um, yeah, it's like a hard balance sometimes. So, or, or after hard training or hard sessions, you know, like yeah, like, how like this this balance between like staying be, sane and not doing too much. Yeah, to be to be honest, um, like of course my legs were pretty trashed the couple of days after the race. Uh, but now they're starting to feel better. I'm way more tired organically and just, you know, metabolically. I don't know how, how to express it. Um, I'm just really tired and wanting to sleep and really not feeling like working out at all. So yeah no of course i mean it's it's also very fresh like i yeah. uh, like you feel like what i just when i describe myself like useless you know yeah. like just totally useless for a few days and that's normal like and sleep is the is the answer and you gotta sleep as much as possible okay. um okay but like before we even get into the details uh, and unless you have a guideline for the conversation and before we get into the details of your last race like, how do you feel about your season? You had an incredible season. You were crushing it on the podcast, but you were crushing it even more on the trails. You had some good performance. You have some bad performance. You have some DNS, like did not start. Um, so a lot of ups and downs. And um, you had a travel, big travel to the US. 
but I don't think you will call it a success in terms of performance, but for sure a success in terms of, lear term of learning and experiences. So how would you describe this season? How do you feel about your season now that we're wrapping it up? Yeah, it's a great question. You summed up pretty well already. Um, I feel pretty good. You know, I got a lot of good experiences and and also some good results because um, I don't want to to underestimate my my achievements. Um, they're definitely not outshadowed by the DNS or the races that didn't go as I wanted. Um, that's probably going to take a, a little reflection, um, especially for a couple of races that I really wanted to do well and didn't go as they were supposed to, but that's fine. Um, in general, I know, I don't know, like, yeah, definitely some really good performances. Um, like, I won a race. I won Lavaredo. I set a course record. I was second at OCC and then at Let Emplier. Probably, um, like it's kind of typical of me as an athlete that you know I come very close to the big goal of winning a race, but not quite there. Uh, and it, you know I kind of feel that sometimes because I've had a lot of second places in my my career. Um, but it's not like I feel that I could have given something more to, to those races. Like it's just the way it is. Um, maybe I'm not talented enough to win, or I always find someone is, who is better than me. Uh, and I don't have control of that, over that, of course. So, you know, for OCC, there was Tian and for Templier, it was John. We had so many battles with them. And sometimes I was better, sometimes I was slower. Um, but yeah, like I can't list many, many victories uh in my in my curriculum. Um but looking back at this season, I think it's been pretty pretty solid. And uh you know, a lot of things have changed around me, uh, both in training and personal life so it feels good to be where i am right now and uh and to look back at my 2023 you may be second at the finish line but you're first in our hearts <laughs> yeah For i sure. mean my my goal is to always like try to give whatever race i sign up to my my best the best of, of what i'm cap capable of and regardless if i come in first second or 10th place you know uh, that's that's the goal so you know in some races i've i've not been i may not be on the podium but i can be really happy because i i've given i've given my my best so mm. i i'm just not quite you know the jonathan album or the stian anger mood because they win more so well but you, but you have also beat them like yeah. both of them so, yeah, so i think it's a it's a pretty interesting like you, trio you know like yeah, you have you been can, battling yeah. for a while yeah that's true and and you can't control how fit the other person is going to be on that day yeah you know in the world championship 
last year, John couldn't control that you were extremely fit and you beat him, right? Yeah. Uh, or you had an amazing day. So you can't control the day they're going to have. You can only control your day, your effort, your training, um, and your decisions during the race, which like they were very good decisions because you really, you, you, you really did a very good race and you should be proud of that. But then like, I mean, it's out of your control. Like if like this person yeah. was like faster that day, that doesn't mean that they're better. I don't believe somebody is better than other or more talented. Well, of course, no, it's no, it, more talented. It's, it's all about what happens on race day for for me. Yeah, like but, that yeah. day, like maybe that day they their mindset was stronger or they were just stronger or whatever. But that's like like a race is a test in one day, you know. Yeah. So if we it do is, it tomorrow, everything changes. So yeah, a hundred percent. So, but yeah, like I, you know. If I compare myself to Stian or or John, I can't list as many wins or big achievements as as they have. Um, yeah, but they're also older but, than you. Yeah, yeah, much yeah. older. It's fine. <laughs> Give yourself time. Give yourself some time. It's okay. I mean, you know, Stian, I think he has two OCC wins, two World Championship wins, and Jonathan has. One World Championship win and two Templier win, and uh, of course he won CCC this year. Exactly. And it's kind of funny to think that I was on the podium with them last year in Thailand, in the middle. Yeah. So Steen was first, and yeah. John was third, and I was second. So I mean, yeah, it's pretty well, cool. But Steen also had a DNF, uh, a an ultra Pyrenees. He tried, and an ultra Pyrenees this year. This year, yeah. You know, so like. Everybody yeah, has yeah. ups and downs, of course, and, uh, of course. And I did more too. than, yeah, more than that. I will also like, <laughs> like I also find fascinating that you won and set the course record of Lavaredo fifty k while being sick, <laughs> right? Because I saw it you was... and you were not, a, you were like, yeah, I was recovering from from being sick. I guess I had a cold. Yeah, not like perfect conditions. I think I. On one hand, it allowed me to, to rest even more before the race, which was probably what I needed. So I was like really careful to take it easy and try to get over that this cold that I had. And uh, yeah, I honestly, as I've I've already pointed out, I don't think it was my strongest performance of the year. It was a solid one, um, but it's nothing that other athletes can't do. So I'm excited to see how you know other people will run in in, in the future and uh compared to my performance um yeah on fran sorry like um also at least i am very interested in hearing your thoughts now that um this is basically been your first season doing ultras i mean i guess technically even though of yeah. course it's not like you haven't been able to do them before it's just like this year you literally decide to, to tackle those or I want to hear your thoughts into like coming from, you know, doing the Golden Trail series and like basically what we call short race, you know, mm -hmm. into doing proper longer efforts now finishing with the less than period, which is like a, like a, like a proper ultra, right? Uh, yeah, like that's a, a proper really ultra. Effort, so. It's my first like proper one. Like I consider myself a, I, I, an ultra I mean, runner now, but because I like, mean, CC, I mean, OCC is kind of on in between because it's like 55K. It's less than five hours. Um, 
for you yeah for yeah. most people it's like it's like 10 plus <laughs> hours but yeah um no but i do want to hear though i mean what's your overall thoughts on the idea of like getting into the ultras and like basically this is something that kind of you see for yourself in the future like getting more into it or do you just want to like keep it balancing between doing sh some short stuff at the same time doing some longer stuff or, or where are you at in terms of like you know the future i guess yeah so it's yeah it's a question that i've got a a lot of time since uh since the race and even even before when i was training for it uh like people asking me so now are you going to do ultras are you going to you know focusing on the 50 mile the 100k distance whatever um no like the answer is is no i think i will always try to keep this this balance uh between short and long races uh first of all because i i like it like i i like the intensity i like the feeling of a one hour two hour race and i think that the the type of training for those races or even having those kind of races in my as part of my buildup is extremely useful even for the long ones and uh, but then yeah um you know template was first of all an experience um to see whether i like this format uh and and then how i feel during doing a you know, a 50 mile effort, uh, almost seven hour type of effort, which is significantly longer than I was, what I'm used to. So I don't know. And, um, I think I've already written this to Moy. I don't think I'm in the right place and in the right moment of my season to make plans for the future. Of course, I have a lot of, you know, dreams and thoughts and ideas but first i have to like recover and then start thinking properly about what i want to do next but for sure um you know templier and occ and the long races that i did this year were both successful and something that i really enjoyed um i didn't get bored i didn't um yeah i like i felt um prepared and made for that so it's definitely something that i would like to explore more in the future future without losing sight of where i'm coming from in terms of my athletic experience regarding regarding your training for less than player um yeah. so you were just doing the races of the golden third series in uh california and arizona or... yeah yeah colorado colorado and, colorado and california sorry. california yeah were you training specifically for less templars then or it was kind of like a last minute thing no so like the decision to go to templier came after the golden trail series races in the u.s because originally i wanted to to go to the golden trail series final in italy uh same date as templier but then it turned out that I didn't have enough points to to really be competitive in the final. So I thought, well, it's not really worth going there if I can't compete for the top positions. Um, it's also an experience that I've done several times. 
and I've already won a Golden Turtle Series final in 2021. So like it wasn't the most attractive thing to to just go there and you know fight for a 15th place or whatever in the overall yeah. ranking ranking. Of course there was like the race itself, but it even wasn't if it was in Nolly. Yeah, um I've thought a lot about that and uh there was definitely some FOMO um because you know it's the Golden Trail Series final, it's in my country, it's something yeah. that I've always done. And it's like Korea. Yeah, it was like where we did our little training camp, basically. I know. <laughs> it's a yeah. perfect spot. In, in the spring. So, yeah, there was definitely some FOMO. Um, but, you know, I, I decided, okay, I think this is a this is probably a good chance to, to experiment with something different. And um, it's not like I wasn't prepared to run for 80k um i mean the decision came three weeks before the race so obviously there was not enough time to for for a proper build-up but you know considering that i had trained a lot during the summer especially in july and then i did occ which is a five-hour effort itself so a very specific workout for a race like Templier. I we decided that I just needed a couple of good long runs and then a few key workouts uh, that were meant to, you know, find efficiency and just feel strong for a seven a seven hour race, and that's exactly what we did in the last, you know, three weeks leading up to to Templier. So basically, I did a four hour. 40k 25 mile long run um two weeks before templia and uh another three and a half hour long run 10 days from the race and then the rest was yeah just shorter workouts and, and some intensity to to keep the body sharp and ready because like okay we should probably talk about the course like it's not like the most challenging course ever. It's fairly technical, to be honest, more technical than I what I, what I probably expected based on the race times and the previous performances. For example, uh, Jim Walmsley won last year, um, five hour 56, um, which is like, you know, eight, nine minute, eight minute mile pace or five minute per kilometer approximately. So pretty fast. And I mean, it's not like uh, CCC where you have a ton of vert. Um, it's 3,500 meters over 80K, which is uh, pretty runnable, um, but not extremely hard, not extremely steep. So considering that, like, I think I had the, the legs and uh, the fitness to to manage uh, that type of effort. If it was like an ADK with 5,000 meters of vert, it would probably be different. So I think the choice to run Templier was uh, was also dictated by the, the race route and, um, you know, making a pretty big jump because it's like 25K more than uh, OCC. 
but not a huge jump in terms of hours and uh, elevation, which I, you know, for, for the overall, for, for the outcome or, or, or like my success on the race, I think it was, it was key. Um, it's not like I was running for, for 10 hours. Um, and, uh, yeah, we, we could have chosen a more, more technical, more, more difficult race, but I would probably have faced it with, uh, another approach and mindset. And specifically talk to, talk to me a little bit about this, uh, um last one any surface available tempo eight kilometers <laughs> at three minutes 13 and then a one kilometer off and then a 3k progression yeah windy and high humidity um it was windy yeah it was like yeah. the first day that it felt like the first proper day of of uh autumn fall? of fall yeah, yeah. Which uh, I really liked. I was very excited because uh, just the, the 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 first half of the month of October was pretty awful in terms of temperatures and uh, humidity. Super humid, super hot, uh, considering that we were already in October, um, and just not 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 really good for training. And especially like coming back from from the United States where. It was, um, you know, pretty dry. And then we stayed uh, a lot in altitude because we were in Colorado and then in Mammoth Lakes, which is in altitude. It wasn't like the best conditions to to come to sea level and, and recover and do this last training block for for Templier. So actually like the long run, the four hour long run that I did was in altitude, was pretty much all above 2000 meters. Um, and to be honest, um, I was pre pretty tired during my daily training here at home until that like final workout. Um, it wasn't like a tune-up workout. It was, um, it was still meant to, to, to build something, I think, but, uh, I was surprised that I felt extremely good, um, two days after, um, what was it? Yeah, it was a almost two and a half hour long run with a ton of vert uh, at easy pace, of course, but still pretty taxing for the legs. And I closed uh, the, the progression with a two minute, 52 second kilometer. So pretty fast. Uh, and I felt like a good leg turnover. So I was like, all right, uh, fitness is there. We're good to go. Yeah, we're good to go. I mean, it, it, is, it doesn't necessarily mean that I'm fit for a 50 mile race, but it means that it gives you, know, you confidence. Yeah, sure. yeah. If you 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 feel good. You feel confident. You feel like sharp. And uh, yeah. you know, when we went out at 3:40 pace at Templier, which is, I think, it's fairly fast for a seven hour race. You know, considering that, like. If you compare to the 100K road work record, it's pretty much the same pace for one hour longer. So I was like, all right, it's 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 fast. Um, but I was feeling like good. We were setting a good pace and I was feeling okay. I was like, 
always in the front group. And, um, you know, considering that I had run um, significantly faster in training, that didn't feel hard at all. And of course, you know, my thought was, all right, we're going to keep this effort for seven hours. So I got to be careful. But, you know, mechanically and uh, organically, I was totally fine and totally there. So and and sorry and how about like nutrition now that you've been you know maybe putting some longer efforts and like even mm, the race itself yeah. you know it's like a very different fueling for a two-hour race than a seven-hour race yeah yeah nutrition was definitely uh, a challenge and something that i tried to to test and experiment as much as i could during training both with uh you know the normal gels and uh, drink mixes that I'm used to, and also with solid food. Um, in the end, I had uh, different options for, for the race. So I was carrying everything with a belt because the race doesn't require um, much mandatory gear, except from, you know, one liter reserve of water and um, the headlamp for, for the start because it's at night. Uh, and then like old gels and a bar and, um, yeah, I also had a, the drink mix in my flask. Um, and, uh, so eventually I, I ended up only taking gels and, uh, and the drink mix and I was able to like get a couple of bites from, from the, the knack bar that I had, but not like eat the whole thing because, I don't know. I just didn't feel at, like uh, at, at 3:40 pace. I can imagine like eating a bar. So yeah. Yeah, it was like not impossible, but it was also like it was also cold. So the bar was extremely hard to bite because when it's hot, it, it kind of it doesn't it doesn't melt, but it's way softer because of the temperature. But it was like three degrees in the morning, so the bar was like extremely hard to chew and. Um, it wasn't like the the best option, so I like kept drinking and probably took a few more gels that I I planned. But um, you know, I had my my coach and my my girlfriend crewing me at the aid station. So and even that was funny because like I was uh, we got to the first aid station, um, like dropped everything on the ground, uh, changed my my t shirt with uh, with the tank, and they were like putting stuff in my belt. And uh, I, I left and like everything was like bouncing and not staying in place at all because like the, the flask were like mixed with the gels and the bars and different things. So by the time I got to the second refreshment, I had to give them indication to like, all right, keep the, <laughs> the food separate from, from the flask and, and, and everything. Mm -hmm. And then we were like watching John Albon and this refreshment station technique. And he likes, he has um like a, a bag with with everything is is you want is supposed to to get from the aid station so like he gets the bag from uh, his wife and he keeps running and uh, as as he runs away from the aid station he puts everything away in his belt and continues so that's much more efficient but it, you know it's fun, something that i didn't practice didn't know and it's not that i lost I lost a lot of time but after the first refreshment i was like running for 3k or two miles uh with the flask in my hands and not really knowing what to do and uh, it was like <laughs> a bit messy yeah yeah but yeah i think in terms of nutrition so 
I wasn't able to to um, calculate the exact number of gels that I got, but I think I ended up eating something between 200 and 2020, sorry, 2200 and 2500 calories, which is around a little more than 300 calories per hour. So about 75 grams of carbs per hour, which is, which is pretty good. I think it's not like a huge amount, but also the race is not like extremely long. So mm. I felt, I felt okay. Never had any kind of problems. Energy levels were always good. Um, so pretty happy with that. Mm. Yeah, that's great. That's right. And um and it clearly worked out. Yeah. Um yeah, you you, you don't necessarily want to upset your stomach by trying to get, you know, like a hundred grams or hundred and twenty grams of carbs if you don't really need to. And I guess some people may may get obsessed with that, like I have to hit the number and then kind of it doesn't really work out. And how did you feel about the competition? There was a very deep feel, like a lot of very strong runners. Um, I guess surprising for me was the third place uh, because he's a strong guy, but not necessarily a fast one. Now we know that it is. <laughs> um, but yeah, like there was a very deep uh, feel on the on the on the men's side. So how did you? prepare mentally for that because you know yeah you had a four hours run and a three hours run and you also had a 200k week before uh i was just as we speak i'm checking your strava <laughs> um which i normally do because I, we follow each other but like i just was kind of remembering some things um yeah. refreshing my memory um but yeah so like it's your first like shot at this so how do you deal with this confident and then the deep feel and like the new distance and you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. So the, the whole idea was precisely to, to try something new and to challenge myself. I was excited for, for these kind of challenges, you know, from the nutrition problem to running through the night and running against some some new people that I had never raised before. Uh, to be honest, I, I wasn't worried at all by by the field uh, or the competition itself. Like I'm used to very competitive races, so that's that's not a problem. And I I always tend to focus on myself and what I can do. Um, you know, of course, I was like hoping to to stay with the front group as long as I could. And that's how I pretty much how, as as the race played out. Um, but I wasn't worried about what other people were doing. And then I knew like the first two or three hours of the race would probably feel pretty easy compared to what what I'm used to or what a you know a typical race that I do feels. So yeah that that went well and um so so the i like i think the main challenge was first um running running through the night wasn't the the easiest thing uh especially as we got to the first downhill which, which was 
fairly technical and we were running with a group. So a bit crowded with a single track uh, near like a, yeah, a cliff. So I was not extremely comfortable there. And then I think I had some problems with my headlamp with like the, you know, how it automatically adjusts to the light conditions. And as I was like pointing towards like a reflective um, uh, marker, uh, on on the trail, the the luminosity was decreasing, so sometimes I couldn't see, and I had people behind me with their headlamp, so I, my my shadow was like preventing me to see real, very well on the trail. So yeah, like you know, beginner's mistake that of course were were gonna happen. Uh, and like on the first downhill, I think it was a, a key moment of the race because it's where John Albon got a gap and uh, he went in front. So basically after one hour and a half of, into the race and I kind of got stuck behind a guy that was running s like slower than I would have liked, but we couldn't pass him because the trail was so narrow and um and there was like a cliff. So I was like afraid to, to fall over. Um, and actually Ben, Ben Demon, the, the guy who came in third place was also behind me. And at some point it was like, it was extremely nervous because, you know, he knew that we were losing time on John. Um, so at, at some point it managed to pass, but I wasn't a squeak. So fell a little bit behind. Uh, and by the time we were, we got to the first aid station, um, I was, almost two minutes back from John and in seventh place running with um, Jared Azen. So we ran together for a while and then started making up some grounds. And uh, at the next aid station after two hour 40, so kilometer 37, I think I was third and I could, I could see Ben Demon uh, just a few hundred meters in front of me. So I went, uh, caught him um, in the next half hour or so. And then from there, I was always in, in second place, but never so John. Uh, never, I was never able to, to, to really run with John, except from the first part of the race. And um, yeah, again, some, some impressions on, on the first part of the race. I was like surprised to, to see uh, so many people starting at a relatively fast pace that of course they knew that they couldn't sustain for seven hours. I mean, I was surprised that some people were breathing that hard on the first climb and, uh, and staying near, near the front of the race, because like, why would you do that? If you, if you know that like it's way too hard than what you can sustain. So I was surprised by that. Um, I was, you know, pretty comfortable. I was chatting with John a lot on in the first part. Then, um, so that like the first part is like, you start on the road, then there is like this extremely steep, but short climb that is like four or 500 meters. And then you run on this like plateau on very fast trails and dirt, dirt roads. And by the time we got there, we were running pretty, pretty fast so there was like no more talking um and that's where the race really started but before that you know i was surprised to see so many people starting 
way too fast and may, maybe think about, you know, the strategy and just managing a good effort on a long race. Yeah, that's pretty common though. <laughs> no worries. I was just thinking that it's too bad that the, you know, the TNF 50, yeah. the race in California doesn't exist anymore as it used to be because that was such a perfect, it's very, numbers are very similar. It's just even faster because it's there are no cliffs. Yeah. Well, yeah, the record Kim, was at the six hours. Is, is fairly technical in some sections. Like some sections are really Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I have been there. Yeah, and yeah. rocky, and there are lots of brutes. Plus, there was like a lot of mud from um, the days before the race. Um, yeah. it, it was like a, a rainy week. So, and also like people passing on the trails before us because Templia is like a for those who don't know is like a huge festival in the south of France, which attracts around ten to eleven thousands runners each year. Yeah on the various distances um so it's like it's huge uh it's probably the second biggest race in france or actually in the world after utmb i don't know because the the, there is a another one called sante leon but the sante leon is, is also very big yeah it's also like ten thousand people yeah uh, i mean it's, yeah. it's it's big to be a trail event so um some of the trails that we ran on were already, you know, kind of muddy for, for the many people who passed before us. Um, but yeah, this is like to say that the, 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 the track, the route is probably not as fast as, uh, as I was expecting, uh, which is something that in the end I, I liked. Like, it's not something that I can't handle. I don't necessarily always like very fast trails. Um, but yeah, comparing to the trails in California, which I was fortunate enough to to run with Leo and with the Golden Trail Series athletes, uh, stayed there for five or six days, um, significantly slower. So yeah. to have a race like the TNF 50, would be a dream for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was such a good one, and it, it, it there, even there, better. There are many races there, like the Headlands 50k. The yeah. what else? Um, of course, the Deep Sea Race. Uh, yeah, just a bunch of them on around that area in the in the Marine County. Uh, but that was an historic one. Yeah, and also like the time it was like November, so like you yeah. had more time. It was a proper wrap to the year too, you know. Yeah. Like that was a like now. Well, I, I guess that Empire maybe will like fill that gap over time. Um, for for some people, it is like John was also closing his season with Templier. Uh, Jim did the same last year. Um, I think for a lot of people who competed, and uh, if you. If you go on the result list, the you know the list of winners and podiums is is pretty impressive. Um, it's definitely a good good one to to close the season. One hundred percent. I mean, you just gotta be in France, but yeah, like yeah, it's uh it's for sure a very very good race. It's uh an extremely beautiful area. Also, like I was surprised by 
the canyons and the trails and just uh, the the environment around uh, Milo, this this mm. little town in France, which is pretty far from every, any any city. Um, so yeah, very it's a very interesting place. Very good for trail running. Yeah, you can run forever. Yeah, you can run forever. Um, it's very very good and also like very very happy to hear that everything went well and like maybe right now you can see oh yeah I was second and the first but like <laughs> dude first of all like you couldn't control this person being in the middle but also like when you are going into the race you don't even know if like you're gonna how you're gonna feel 60k in right I know yeah and actually you you are able to like not only continue but to push hard at the end which proves that you have a very good uh, fatigue resistance you know like you're able mm. to just keep pushing even if uh, you have been running for a bunch of hours um, yeah I think I, I went uh, you know I went 25k into the unknown because after mm. 55k I I had never run that far mm. and it's not that I was scared uh, or, or nervous uh, it's just that you know, I had to to see how I would feel and uh, how my body would handle the effort. But I was pretty surprised to feel that well and to to still be able to to run to run strong. And for example, the last couple of climbs, uh, which are the the hardest. Actually, the last section of the race is the hardest. Like you have eight hundred meters of climbing and descending in the last 10k of the race which is a lot compared to what you what you did before um so like i was i was climbing pretty well there and i was like i was also able to to make up some ground on on john of course it was too far but um you know it showed that i was uh i still had a good energy and uh a good i have a good fatigue resistance so Lots of reasons to to be happy, and uh, probably the hardest section of the race. Um, I think part of it is mentally was um, the third quarter, so from kilometer forty to sixty. It felt like um, long and and slow. You know, the the kilometers were going by slowly and. Uh, you know, I was thinking, all right, we still have like what 30k to go. It's it's like a huge distance. Like <laughs> it felt worse. a little intimidating. When you think, that, when you think <laughs> yeah. like that, it, it, yeah, it gets even worse. So yeah. Yeah. And uh I was I was alone by the time I was already in second place. So that felt that was probably the, the hardest section. Um and where I, I really had to to stay engaged and, and stay focused and you know think about all the all the things that I was supposed to do so nutrition and and the aid station and keep drinking and I could never let it go so like mentally the focus was always there there were like no moments during the race where I could let the gas let let the my my feet off the gas pedal um and and like actually relax which i'm um 
you know, I'm 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 glad it went that way, but I was expecting at some point to either feel bored or to you know lose a little bit of concentration, which never happened. That's that's pretty epic. <laughs> yeah. You you were in the zone basically for the whole time. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty awesome. Make sure that you recover very well so you can be in the sun in the next one. But like, so let's, let's finish the podcast so I, I can go back to sleep. <laughs> yeah. Well, I may even take a nap no. now that I hear that you had a two hours long nap today. I know. Jealous. Yeah, it's pretty terrible. It's good, man. You're you're <laughs> you're accumulating hours of sleep. That's what you have to do. I know, I know, but you yeah. know, I always feel kind of guilty for for that. <laughs> No, you yeah. have, you don't have to. You don't have to. I yeah. I would like to. I would like to close. Like again, maybe we have said this before. Like Moy said this before, but I I think you should be extremely happy, Fran, because I know that uh, of course you would like to be maybe at the top of the podium instead of in the second place. Uh, but uh, you know, not because you are a good runner, it means that you will be doing great in ultras, right? But I think you have proved that you have made the jump, you know, pretty successfully because I think you. Even like if you don't consider OCC being a proper ultra, mm -hmm. uh, that's like a proper long effort, right? And you managed to yeah. do really, really well there. I still remember you climbing, you know, and I was watching the live feed that time um, up to Lafayette, I think it's right. Uh, and I remember thinking, you know, like he's and he's flying up here. And then when we talked, you mentioned that you were climbing even faster than him. So for me, it was really mind blowing how you managed to like continue like pushing so hard at the end of this ultras and basically now hearing you say the same thing about less than beer and how you managed to like run really strong those last 10 kilometers being probably the hardest of the whole race i think you should be extremely proud of that and again not because we know that you're a good runner right you, you have proved that you know um with many good results along the years but i think Thanks. now just seeing you run as strong you know at the end of this ultras i think it's 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 really something to be proud of so you should be happy, man. I'm, I'm happy for you. I'm super happy and I'm super excited to see what you're coming with uh, for next year already. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm definitely happy. You know, uh, being a, a pro runner, there is always a little bit of pressure to perform and to get good results. And, uh, you know, just not just plays on the podium, but also to, to win. And uh, also there is always like some pressure that I put on myself or like this, this tension to improve and be better and run faster and, and achieve better results. But on a personal level, I, I am really happy for how I handled this season and what I did, what I left in almost each race, what I left, uh, you know, on, on the trails and the roads where I trained. So that, that remains, and that is important and something that I don't want to forget and that the people who are closer to me value and understand very well. So yeah, as, as you were saying, um, I, I need to be happy and, uh, I feel happy. I feel in a, in a good place. I feel satisfied and, uh, I'm happy to have you as part of my my journey and uh and always feeling like you're supporting me so that's that's very important
that's a great way to, to close it. And yeah, Frank, congrats. That was amazing. We're very happy to follow your journey. I'm a little bit scared of what's going to happen in the future. Like the times are going to go down. Francesco is going to do UTMB <laughs> one year in 16 hours and people don't know what's no. going to what's gonna happen. Um, I agree with Max. I couldn't say it better. And I think now just let it think in. Uh, this was an incredible performance lesson player. And then OCC and like your year was just like fascinating. Your second half of the year was incredible. So very proud of you and very excited to see how things evolve. If you stay in the short distance, if the next year's goal is, you know, Sierra um, Sinal, mm-hmm. that's going to be awesome. And we're going to be there supporting as always. And if you decide to do something long, we're going to be there. Whatever keeps you inspired, bro. That's that's the important part of the equation. Yeah, exactly. Whatever it keeps you inspired, you are going to put your full heart on it and, and you're going to keep having great results uh, that I am sure of. I think like more than the race distance, I'm uh, attracted and inspired by the competition aspect. So I always try to go where the level and the depth of the competition is the highest and um you know i'm not afraid to to face and try new things and to confront with the the best of the game so i think that's something that i will always pursue and uh, and and do regardless i run short distance or long longer distances and um yeah as i mentioned lots of ideas lots of dreams and uh and um things that i want to do and accomplish in the future but uh it's it's good to keep the fire burning and for the fire to burn you need to add wood and sleep <laughs> i know also fun thank you so much and congrats thank you guys you're thank amazing you. we'll do more of this yes ciao 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 ciao, ciao. Thank you so much for listening to our great interview today. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider supporting us with a rating and a review in your podcast player or by sharing it on social media, tagging me and Vertron. We would really appreciate that. If you haven't already downloaded the Vertron app, I encourage you to do so. There, you can connect for free with our trail runners of all levels in the Vertron community in our in-app groups. You can stay in trail shape with our free workout videos and get affordable coaching for your next trail running goal for only $25 a month. Thanks again for being here today. Until next time, I'm Francesco Puppi. Thank you for listening to Running Long.